Thank you, thank you, thank you. Look at y'all coming on in here. Good morning. Hey, my Renaissance grandma. I'm gonna do some sharing. Hey, Kirby Wiggins. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Edie. Hey, Masa. Hey, Nia. Hey, Sierra. Hey, Kedra. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Lexis. Good morning, Jerrica. Hey, Sharmana. Good morning, Cherie. Oh my God. Good morning. Welcome. Hey, Shanquita. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Malisha. Good morning, Tracy. Tracy, I was just thinking about you this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me share. Yeah, hold on. We did some updates to the page. Um, good morning, Frizzell Moore. We did some updates to the page. So y'all do me a favor. The new Sipbet 6 that I posted, inviting others to come in. Make sure you share. Thank you, Keija. Make sure you do it. If you're on YouTube, give a thumbs up. Can I tell y'all something? Um, when you do this, it also, can I say, it also helps us because our pages are monetized, right? So when you share, when you like, when you invite people in, it gives more resources to the ministry. Right. And then on Instagram, we got to get to 10,000 followers so that we can monetize Instagram as well. And then it brings more resources into the ministry. So you will be amazing what a like or a share does. And it helps us put into Feed the Streets, which will be back in February. Um, it helps us put into Drew Projects, which is one of our partners helps us put into Flint Global, which is one of our partners. And it helps us to put resources also in with the van that provides homeless services. And then any way we need to take care of a mom or someone, it helps us with that too. So your share is not just, or your follow is not just to make, I promise you, can I tell you something? I want to be popular. I don't want to be popular. I want to be effective. Your share, what I'm asking you to share, is because it does, does way more. Come on, Jerry Burton from Compton, California. It does way more than you can imagine. So when we're asking you to share, it's because it's expanding. And more than anything, it expands the outreach of the gospel of Jesus Christ um, throughout the world. So um, that's our focus here to get the pre-gospel, um, to get everybody in a position in place where um, they understand what it's like to have a devotional relationship with God. Now, I got to pray something specific this morning, right? God gave me something. And I was just laying in the bed and I told y'all, every, every time we get on here, the Lord just like gives me a word to pray over us. And so this morning, I need to pray um, the word that God just said or kept saying was, you need to live, like you need to live. And I just started asking the Lord, I was like, what does that mean for us this morning? Like, what does that mean for me personally? What does that mean for everybody else? Um, you need to live like you need to, you need to live like you need to live. And so I'm going to pray something specific that he gave me, because anytime he speaks a word to me, he always backs it up in scripture. Woo! Come on. So put it in the comments. I, not the next person. You talking personally to yourself this morning. 
put it in the comments this morning. I need to live like I need to live. And I don't know what that living may mean for you in this season. But if the Holy Spirit is speaking to us about living, then guess what? We need to live. And, and there may be some dry or dead places. And that's what that's what I'm going to pray about. There may be some dry or some dead that dead, dead spoke to me. Yeah, Jennifer, it spoke to me this morning, too. You need to like you need to live like you need to live like you need to live. And I'm like, Lord, you need to minister to every person attached to this devotional, what living means for them. In this season, um, I received a word for me in December that living for me is having more fun and resting more, right? I worked so hard for the kingdom that I've been out of balance in my past and I have not lived in those spaces. So, Lord, what, what do I need? Show me what this looks like. You might be too serious. You may have some spaces that you think are alive and they dry. You may be so consumed in one part of your life that you're missing out the rest of what God um, has for you. You may be out of balance. I don't know. But he took me to Ezekiel 37, 1 and 10. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to read this. And then I'm going to pray this over you. Um, and then he said to me, come on, I'm already stirred up. Then he said to me, prophesy to these dry bones and say to them dry bones, Hear the word of the Lord. This is, (laughs) Joe, you say, this is what the sovereign Lord said to these bones. Come on, y'all. My God, if the Lord is waking us up this morning, stirring us up, saying you need to live. And then the backup scripture is Ezekiel 7, 30, 71. He said, prophesy to these bones and say to these dry bones. See, can I tell y'all something? The Lord, the Lord will bring streams in your deserts. The Lord can do whatever he needs to do for you. Like the Lord can do whatever he needs to do for you. But the thing that I know that what comes out your mouth is what can transform your life. And if the Lord is saying to us, we need to live, then there are probably some dry and dead spaces in our lives that we don't even recognize. Josiah told me his word for this year was ignite, to ignite, to ignite. And so I want to prophesy, I want to speak, and I'm not prophesying like people, oh, the you we'd be so scared of what's supernatural because we don't it don't line up with our flesh. But we prophesy, we speak, we declare the word of the Lord over our lives. And if we are alive in Christ then nothing attached to us should be dead. Our prayer life don't need to be dead. Our finances don't need to be dead. Our marriage don't need to be dead. Whatever is attached to us should be alive and should be well. Come on, Jennifer, just existing on earth is not living. And what the Lord showed me is just being a benefit to others. I'm gonna turn around. And yes, we lay down our lives. And yes, we're supposed to be great friends. And yes, we're supposed to be committed to purpose. But just being a benefit to others and not experiencing some good for ourselves ain't healthy for us either, right? So Ezekiel is describing this symbolic vision of the resurrection of dry bones, right? And so for me, and he was speaking to the restoration. So you got to know context, Sharice. He was speaking to the 
restoration of the house of Israel. And I don't know about you, but if the Lord tells me I need to live, then there is probably some area in my life that is yet to be restored. There's probably some area in my life, my God, that is yet to be healed. There's probably some area in my life that is yet to live in the abundant life. John told him, he said, look, I'm beloved above all. Come on, above all. My God, put it in the comments. Above all, I wish that you prosper. If your soul is prospering, this is, this is something that if your soul is prospering, Keisha, above all, I wish that as your soul is prospering, that you prosper too and be in good health. Woo, come on. He said, above all, he said, I wish that your soul prospered and you'll be in good health. So when he was prophesying or when he, when Ezekiel was describing this symbolic vision, right? He was talking about the rest the resurrection, the restoration of the house of Israel, right? And so if he was talking about the restoration of the house of Israel, then how about we believe God for everything that is subject or connected to our life, that it be changed over time, even if it's just over time, that it still be changed. Woo, come on. That it still be changed. I don't know about you. I got some things in my life that still need to be changed. I got some things in my life that still don't add up and line up with the word of God. So if it's above all, like above everything, I wish that as your soul, soul is prospering, that you prosper and be in health. Prosper. See, we didn't got so hung up. I ain't talking about prosperity gospel. I don't know what all that is. It's just sometimes we just eat things alive. But when we use and look at the word prosper in context of what the word is saying means for you to succeed. Why would God bring you and call you to something for it not to be successful. Woo! Why? This is God being put on display. Why would God call you to a marriage? Well, look at that boy walking without them crutches. Look, why would God call you to a marriage for it not be to be successful? Why would God call you to a particular life to live and for it not to be successful? Suffering has its place. Suffering has its time but suffering also has its meaning. So when we talk about prospering, we're talking about being successful, succeeding, come on, doing well, thriving, flourishing, blooming, come on, expanding, increasing. Another way for prospering is improving. Why would God not call you to improve? We got to get out of shallow thinking. Oh my God. And start thinking in terms of how the Holy Spirit sees us, right? To come on, to get ahead, to progress, to advance, to arrive, to make your mark. Oh, come on. To make good, to go places, to do good in those places. That's what it means when it says you should prosper. It says you should do good. Like above all, I want you to do good. Oh, that sounds like a good father, Shari. That sound like a good father, mom. That sound like a good father, Sharif, that I don't want just your soul prospering. I don't want you to just get to heaven. Y'all gonna make me throw something this morning. I don't want you to just get to heaven. I don't want you just your soul prospering, but I need you to prosper as well 
and and be above and make your mark and complete your assignment and do what I called you to do as well. I need you to be in that position, right? So that the things and the people that are non-kingdom can see the goodness of the Lord still on our life. So when the Lord wakes me up in the morning, it's like, yikes. You need to live. I'm like, okay, Lord. Apparently, there, if you, John 10 10, you're not the thief. You didn't come to kill, steal, or destroy. You came so that I can have abundant life. If a life by the Spirit, right? If I'm attached, if I'm applied, if I'm sunk in, if I'm committed, if I'm planted by the streams of the living water, then I'm supposed to flourish. Ain't not see Psalms 1. You need to know your word. Uh, um, um, I'm supposed to flourish. I'm supposed to flourish. I'm supposed to last. I ain't supposed to tap out. I ain't supposed to give out. I ain't supposed to run out. I'm supposed to flourish. Like if I'm supposed to do these things and this is what's supposed to happen and I'm planted and you're coming to me telling me that I need to live, then there must be something in my life properly attached. And so I asked the Lord this morning, hey, show me also if there is anything in my life that is in between that is in between me and you that may be having me disconnected. Woo! Like in the water hose, like in a water hose, a kink in the line. Woo! Come on now, show me something. Or show me if there's an attachment that's properly not attached that may be leaking out. Oh my God, come on y'all, come, come on y'all. You gotta meditate the Psalms one because what will happen is we will be in ungodly counsel we will attach to the wrong thing and we will have the wrong mindset. And the Lord is like, no, I need you to declare. I need you to decree. I need you to speak to everything that is attached to you because it needs to live. Come on, y'all. You got it. We cannot. It needs to live. It needs to have multiplication on it. It needs to have meaning on it, right? So we got to, you got to imagine yourself. Come on, be an Ezekiel in the valley of the dry bones, right? That this, and when it's something is dry, it's probably signifies that it's been there for a long time. Ooh, come on, come on, come on, come on with it. Come on, come on. If it's dry, it's been there for a long things. Things don't most likely dry up overnight. <laughs> I was looking at a, I was looking at a little cactus somebody had gave me on the desk. And I really didn't pay attention to the cactus. I had forgot the cactus was there. Woo, that's a word in itself. And so the other day I started messing with the cactus, watering the cactus, pulling leaves off, did not read an instruction for the cactus. And then I looked at the cactus this morning and it had dried up and died. And I was like, wow, this is like, how you kill a cactus? <laughs> like, how do you kill a cactus? But as I was sitting here thinking on this, like it didn't dry up immediately. It dried up over time. So anytime there's something dry in our life, it's probably been there for a minute. Hold on. It's probably been there for a minute. So Lord, avail yourself to us to show us the dry things that are in our life, right? So then what does the word say? <laughs> I can't get this word out fast enough. Shanquita, what does the word say? That, that the Lord said he would do. Not you, Debbie. Not you, Dietrich. What does the word say that the Lord said he would do? He said, he says in verse five, he says, 
He says, I'm going to, he said, he talks about the breath of life. He said, I'm going to preach the breath of life. Our spirits, come on, y'all. Come on, come on. Our spirits, which God placed in our physical bodies, right? He was talking about returning our bodies and our spirits, right? You cannot have like nothing dry in your spirit. Ooh, come on, come on, come on. So as Ezekiel is looking, the Lord is like, prophesy to the dry bones and I'm going to put the breath in it. Ooh, come on. I'm going to put the breath, prophesy to the dry, and I'm going to put the breath in the dry bones. And you don't put the breath in the dry bones. I'm going to put it. I'm going to put the dress of the Bible on. And then I'm going to restore you. Oh, come on, y'all. My God. See, we got to have the same mindset that Christ Jesus had in him. That God is capable. Oh, come on. He is able and he enables us. Oh, my God. With the same power that Christ. See, when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're going to get this righteousness this year. When you accept that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, it is more than a ticket to get out of hell. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you were enabled with amount of power inside of you. Ephesians 1, 15 through 21 talks about the resurrection power being alive in us. When we accepted Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is already in you. The problem is we don't spend enough time <laughs> reverencing, listening, and leaning into the Holy Spirit. I didn't used to understand that when my grandmother used to tell me that you need to lean into the Holy Spirit. We don't spend enough time leaning into the Holy Spirit so that he can supply us with the next level of understanding so that we are not dry. <laughs> so when we're dealing with him and we're in this situation, and the Lord saying, you need to live <laughs> like you need to live. I'm waking you up this morning, shifting, shifting your perspective because something in your life is still attached to being dry. When I called you to a life, not just in heaven, I called you to experience life here on earth. Right. So then I need to awaken your spirit ooh, to gain more understanding of the power that works in you in Christ Jesus. So this is the Lord saying, I'm about to breathe breath. <laughs> I'm about to breathe breath into your holy, into your spirit so that you can come alive and live out your days the way that I called you to live out your days. I did not call you to live some dry, mundane, tired, waxed boring life i called you to live a life in me that is evidenced by fruit of the holy spirit and evidence of my goodness here on this earth that's what it means to live yep you're gonna have trials yep you're gonna have suffering yep you're gonna have persecution yep you're gonna have issues that's not what i'm saying but at some space come on y'all in some space we ought to be tapping into the abundant life. In some space, things ought to be wet and producing. In some space, we need to be so locked in to our righteousness that living waters are flowing through us onto someone else. We cannot be effective for anybody else if we are dry. <laughs> you cannot be effective for anybody else if you are dry. You cannot be effective for anybody else if you are dead. You cannot be effective for anybody else if you are worn out. 
You are cannot be affected for anybody else if you are double-minded. And the problem with the double-mindedness, the Lord was showing me this morning, God promises us wisdom, right? When we are double-minded and unstable, it's probably in the roots of our righteousness. When you know your righteousness in Christ Jesus, then it will sever the cords. Come on, y'all. Hebrews 4 and 12, the word of God is living active piercing into the marrow, the hard places, the deep places, the traumatic places. Come on now. If you are, come on, the word of God is active and then he's going to give you the wisdom. So we don't receive wisdom from other sources about our righteousness. Come on. I feel like I'm all over the place, but it's necessary. So if we're going to really live this thing out, come on, Holy Spirit. Then when we speak this morning, when we pray this morning over whatever is dry, it's because we need to be awakened in our righteousness when you are awakened in your righteousness ain't just anybody gonna say just anything minutes to you ain't it ain't just anybody gonna come to you with truth minutes that ain't about you see when i'm sealed in my righteousness i will not believe another lie that i'm not worthy i will not believe another life lie that i'm orphaned i will not believe another lie that i'm not worth it because I understand who I am in Christ Jesus. The double-mindedness that you've been experiencing is because you don't know your righteousness. You don't know the cross, the penalty of what Christ did at the cross. We've been looking at the nails, thinking it's just a get out of hell free car. No, the nails came with power. The nails came so you can overcome. The nails came so you could take authority. The nails came so you could speak to the mountain. The nails came so you could prevail above hell. The nails wasn't just so you could get out of hell. The nails were so the glory of God could be revealed on this earth. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on now. So God is God has the optimum of who we are in his mind. So when he blew breath into our mother's bodies, come on, I'm about to wrap this thing up. When he blew breath into our mother's bodies, come on, Psalms 139, 16. When he formed you into your mother's womb, when he wrote books about you, he created, from the time that you were born, the assault and the attack of the enemy, it's been to, to get you to forget your righteousness, to get you where you don't understand your righteousness, so that there are places in your life that you attach to other things that were meant to dry up. <laughs> So that you can attach to other things that were meant to dry up. So you can attach to, a, see, I'm, I told you I'm going to do a whole thing on marriage being an assignment for my ladies. Like, so that you can attach to something that will dry up. If I put my faith and confidence in wisdom, in a marriage, in a child, in a, in a job, in a career, if I'm so in pursuit of purpose that I forgot about who I am in Christ, those things will dry up. That is not living a life by the spirit. That is living a life by the flesh. So God is trying to get us to live out what he says about us versus what someone else says about us. This is spiritual food. So what did God really say about me? And when I'm not double-minded about my righteousness, my God, when I'm not, I don't have to be convinced by another, by my righteousness, right? Then God's full power 
begins and gets to be lived out in my life in such a way that I begin to change and I begin to transform, right? Because when God speaks, come on, y'all, put it in your comments. When God speaks, his word never, ever returns to him a void. God's not going to speak you into existence, into being. His word never returns void. The trials, the traps, the enemy, the plots, the plans, the insecurity, the worry, the anxiety, those things that tend to speak louder than God is what's drying you up. But the word of God, I promise you, is sent to bring life and life more abundantly and life on God's terms. That's why I am always cautious in you getting built up in anything that's outside the word of God. Seven steps to this, seven steps to this. No, you need to get sealed in your righteousness so that you will not be double-minded about what God says and attached to things that are not living, that will dry up, that will deplete you. Remember, these bones that were dry had to be dry for a minute. <laughs> they had to be dry. They had to be dry for a minute. They had to be dry for a minute. So when we pray this morning, come on now, we getting stability this morning. Our eyes are being opened this morning. We're going to get out of um, this dark thinking. Remember, we talked about our eyes being open to light and get centered in what the word of God says, because God has already evidentially approved that you are good. So anything dry in your life don't even belong there. Come on now. My God, it don't even belong there. Let me pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on. Holy Spirit. We thank you for giving us revelation today that it is our time to live. We thank you, Father God, for just providing spiritual CPR, breathing on our circumstances, Father God. We thank you that the mind of, and the life in Christ Jesus is working, that power is working inside of us to restore your children today. We thank you, Father God, that as we pray in unison and agreement, Father God, restoration woo, on our marriages, restoration in our with our children, restoration in our finances, restoration in our health, my God, even restoring our momentum, my God, where the enemy has tried to slow us down, where he's tried to confuse us about our assignments and our purpose, Lord God, I thank you that you are breathing life into those things today. I thank you, Lord God, that you are touching every area of our life, Father God, and wetting it up, Father God, so that it receives the life and the light that it needs, Lord God. Some of us have been barren. Some of us have been downtrodden. Some of us have been overwhelmed. Some of us have been oppressed. Some of us have been anxious. Some of us have been weary. Some of us have been cyclic in the same desert for the last 40 years. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today. You're breaking the cycles. You're bringing us into a place where we are seated my God, and walking in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We are who Christ 
said we are. When he took it up at the cross, Lord God, we will not be double-minded. We will not be deceived, Lord God. We know, Father God, you chose us. You approved of us, Lord God. You spoke life into us, Lord God, and you purposed us to do your good works on this earth. Now, Lord God, let us receive a refreshing, a refreshing on our prayer life, a refreshing, ignite the fire, light the fire, fan the flame, Lord God. Let us receive a refreshing. Let us hunger and thirst after righteousness like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me be obedient. For whoever it is, you may not understand what you call here to do. Okay, that's cool. But stop saying, I ain't got no purpose. You got purpose. <laughs> you got, you called to something, right? It, it, look, it looks different for all of us. Stop letting the enemy play games. God didn't, God didn't give me no, God gave you purpose. The fact that you're breathing, God gave you purpose. Your purpose is to glorify him. This world will make you think purpose is about things. It's not about things. It's not about things. It's not about things. It's about God, you being marked for God's glory. I, my, my aunt, my God, God rest her soul. When she worked for Trans, um, Trans, TW, Trans Western Credit Union, this woman served as, y'all would call it a secretary, as an admin so faithfully that when they bought, bought a new building, they gave her keys to the building because she knew her significance in Christ Jesus. She didn't let a position determine her effectiveness. She didn't let a position determine her worthiness. She didn't let an assignment, her value was sealed and locked in who God said she was through Jesus Christ. And because she was sealed in her righteousness, when she had this time period in her life, it made her effective. Your righteousness in Christ Jesus is where your self-worth is, period. <laughs> on period. Y'all love to say, on period. Is where your self-worth is, period. Not in a person, not in a degree, not in a title. Remember, we worked on those things. That stuff rots and goes away. But who the Lord says you are, and happy birthday, Lynette, who the Lord says you are means everything over anything. <laughs> Two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to give, go over to the website and you can give there, lmjministries.org. You can find out all the ways that you can give and support the ministry. Go give. Father God, bless the giving of your people. My second thing is, if you really want to reset this thing and you watching and you ain't never been saved, can I tell you something? The thing you're going to do for yourself today is align your life with Jesus Christ by inviting him in. I'm going to say it again, over again. I was 27 when I really got saved. <laughs> I had been in church all my life, but I had no revelation. So it's never too late. You can always have a fresh start. What God is offering you is way more than this world will ever, 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 ever. And how I know Jesus is real is because I was married to immorality of all kinds, just strange doctrines, winds. But when I came and the light came on, like Paul, when the light, when I was blind first and then the light came on, when Jesus really came into my life, I started being convicted by things that I thought was normal. And I was like, man, this Jesus got to be real. 
Like this Jesus got to be real. And if this you, you at your pivotal moment, this is what I need you to do. Like this is what I need you to do. I need you to make this statement of faith. And then we need to get you connected. I want to continue to disciple you. You need to do a water baptism. I don't know. We'll go, we'll go on the lake or something. We'll figure it out. You need to do a water baptism and we'll go from there. So I want to, I want to do that. So I want you to repeat after me, dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you the best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, um, send us an email at info at just being LMJ, um, dot com, And I want to send you some resources and I want to send you some materials out. I'm talking about physical, like I'm going to send you a Bible and some other things to help you in discipleship. I love you. <laughs> I don't know. It was some power on this this morning. I feel I'm like my uncle when he be saying he feel drunk. I feel drunk. Um, I love you in the spirit. I love you. God loves you. Um, do me a favor. Go be love today. Like, go let the love of God be evidence in your life. Somebody's not going to know the how God, real God is until you connect to them. So go be love today. Let the love of God not be wasted in your life. And I promise, whatever seeds you planted to someone else's life, because the kingdom is seed time and harvest, it's coming back. I love y'all. See y'all in the morning. Back at 6 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Ah! Thank you, Lord. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank you.